Welcome to the Allen and Overy podcast. As legal functions are under increasing cost pressure and pressure to demonstrate that they're valuable to the rest of the organization, outsourcing continues to be a hot topic and something that GCs and legal chief operating officers are exploring. Today, we're going to explore the topic and um, discuss what outsourcing is, why organizations should care, and some practical tips in implementing an outsourcing program. My name is Tom Wilkinson. I'm a senior consultant in the NO consulting team in London. And today I'm joined by an executive director from our New York office, Katie Butt. And I'll hand over to Katie for an introduction. Hey, Tom. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, I'm Katie. And um, this topic is near and dear to my heart, actually, because as a, as a prior in-house lawyer and legal operations executive um, and, and also person who has worked with a legal services provider for a few years. Uh, I'm the, the whole notion of outsourcing of legal functions is is something that I'm passionate about. Thanks, Katie. So you mentioned there like legal function transformation. From your view, could you just give us a summary of what in-house legal function transformation is? So from legal function transformation perspectives, GCs often are pressed for time and capacity to be able to uh, determine ways to create efficiencies across their departments. So legal function transformation really focuses on defining the project, uh, assessing uh, the current state uh, and, and opportunities for improvement, uh, and then designing new target operating models uh, and then implementing the models. So LFT or legal function transformation brings structure to the innovation objectives uh, held by in-house legal and compliance functions. In that whole sort of four-step process of defining the project, assessing, designing, and implementing the project, design really most importantly involves designing a new target operating model and within that whole conversation uh, that's when the, this this notion of outsourcing uh, most often comes up when i speak with clients uh, from from the smaller maybe startup and and high growth companies all the way to the global financial institutions uh, general counsel really are exploring opportunities for outsourcing uh, and it's it's not even just the general counsel, but it's the CFOs and and the CEOs are interested in in creating operations that are just optimally uh, efficient in order to really allow people to focus on the higher value and higher priority activities for the business in support of the business. Can you just give us some of the benefits? Yeah, no, absolutely. And this happens to be an area that I certainly have, have a good amount of experience in. My own background involves uh, having been uh, part of a legal department, um, uh, an organization that, that decided to outsource the majority of the legal functions. And so I, uh, I helped to architect that entire solution. And then I actually served as the global operations executive for the service provider. Uh, for a few years as well. So having seen this uh, firsthand, I can tell you that, that the notion of outsourcing can absolutely serve as a, as a catalyst for driving innovation. It, it's something that does really prompt people to, to start to think about things differently. And that is not only within the legal department itself, but also with the stakeholders. So uh, the minute you introduce the notion of outsourcing, uh, folks realize that change is coming. And whether that be through the way that the resource models are organized, the technology that's used, and the, and the processes that are leveraged. Uh, some additional ways I would say that organizations can benefit from this is that uh, it does provide agility 
an ability to scale up and scale down with demand. Um, it can also be focused on a, on a specific uh, task or project, a large scale project. Uh, for example, GDPR, there are uh, organizations that did outsource the handling of their responses to the, the GDPR events. Um, outsourcers can also often introduce technology to the function that uh, is more difficult for an in-house organization to, to establish on its own. Um, the the in-house functions typically collaborate with their IT teams and then also are in a queue for consideration in terms of support and provider selection processes and funding uh, and legal at times in all candor isn't always at the front of the queue in terms of attention and, and funding and ability to introduce technology uh, in support of legal functions. So outsourcers can often uh, just introduce that technology at a, at a much more rapid pace. Another benefit of using outsourcing is that they can really track their activities uh, in a quantitative way. And so they can actually uh, provide uh, data-centered insight into, into uh, how the function is operating, the volumes, the pace, uh, any, any risks that they're seeing, any trends in terms of heavily negotiated terms or conditions uh, in order to prompt decision-making internally. What sort of decisions can that help support and how does that help the legal function? Oh, great question. So it's um, in terms of understanding the volumes and then also, for example, any heavily negotiated uh, uh, or, or consistently frequently negotiated terms can allow the legal department to actually update its template documents and, and um, perhaps remove or adjust terms that seem to be uh, holding up the end-to-end the -end negotiation process. And they can do that by just assessing the risk associating, associated with the, that term or condition, and they can determine their own tolerance levels for changing it uh, to the extent that they're willing to change the template to reflect the, the finally negotiated position, then they actually will likely reduce the time it takes to complete that process. And so it's allowing them to get in front of the, the, the actual issue. So it seems like they can give insight into both the time benefits, the risk benefits, and the process itself. Exactly. Um, and then there's just, you know, I would, I would add in that ever-present cost uh, and operational efficiency um, in, in allowing these high volume um, kind of rules-based activities are often the activities that are best uh, placed for, for outsourcing. Uh, it just really takes those activities off of the in-house resources plates so that they can focus on higher value activities. And that can actually have some, some real uh, a positive impact on morale and engagement levels. <laughs> You'd be surprised how, how quickly folks are, are willing to hand off um, uh, handling of non-disclosure agreements if the opportunity arises. <laughs> So, like in, in summary, those those benefits all seem to lend themselves towards an in, increasingly agile function that is able to, across the board, I suppose, demonstrate more value in terms of cost or like productivity to the rest of the organization. Would you say that's fair? Absolutely, that is fair. I mean, agility is key, and and to the extent that you can you can utilize outsourcing models to reduce your time to completion increase that quality and consistency of the work because it's being performed by a centralized uh, uh, group uh, in a consistent way. 
uh, and, and you free up human resources to focus on those higher value activities, um, you gain the ability to just scale up and down with the demand um, without having to shuffle your internal uh, headcount or, or skill sets. Uh, and then you gain that, that use of data so that you can actually see trends and then anticipate and avoid risk. Um, all of those things really do contribute to, to having a more agile uh, operating model. And what are the questions that GCs tend to ask about the outsourcing programs? Like, what's their first instinct? Sure, it it you know comes down to GCs sort of have to consider what what can the business tolerate in term in in terms of change, um, whether they'll be able to establish buy-in at all levels uh, of the organization for this change, uh, and then once they're talking to the to the providers, uh, who will deliver the work, from where, at what cost. Uh, will the solution be able to scale up and down as, as volumes require? And then how are you going to keep my costs predictable is, is one of the biggest discussions that takes place throughout a negotiation of an outsourcing contract. Um, and then how will I be kept in the loop? Um, because I'm handing off this function to be performed by your organization. So I would also suggest that providers need to really be prepared to offer clear answers and comfort on all of these fronts. I've also worked with providers uh, who who haven't quite had all of the answers right at their fingertips, and it, it can create some some uh, uh, lack of confidence uh, from a client perspective uh, in whether or not to actually hand off the function. And do you have any tips in avoiding any common mistakes or overcoming any barriers in the implementation of outsourcing? Yeah, so I again familiarize yourselves with with what the options are in the market and confirm that the the functions that you're considering outsourcing are actually sweet spots for your providers. Uh, it, it, ideally, they've done this before, and you want folks to be able to take it on as a seamless process. Um, I do also suggest that you truly inventory the current operations uh, associated with the relevant area because you need to know what to ask of the providers. Uh, and, and what to demand, quite frankly, from your providers as must-have uh, uh, activities. And then I would make sure that you secure senior management key stakeholder uh, buy-in and then uh, reinforce that early and often. Uh, and, and establishing champions at all level of the organizations, you have people actively um, advocating and, and, and excited about this notion of change uh, that will help to, to, to uh, bring the culture um, to a point where it's more familiar with outsourcing models. Um, communication is huge. And then finally, I would just suggest having a cultural fit with the supplier uh, is enormously important because trust is everything. You have to be able to have flexibility on both sides uh, in order for the, the engagement to really succeed long term. So what if outsourcing isn't for a legal function? They've taken a look, they've undertaken the steps that we've talked about. Are there any alternatives that they can pursue? Yeah, I think four other uh, models that, that GCs uh, consider, and certainly we did as well um, when I was in-house, these were continuous questions we asked ourselves, was is a function uh, a, a ripe for uh, insourcing or, or uh, be, uh, having it changed to be handled by a center of excellence within the organization? Um, are the second, I'd say, are there opportunities to use technology to streamline the operation and, and make it easier for the human resources uh, and faster? Um, third, um, it, it, is there an opportunity for, for self-help 
to actually have your internal business users be able to help themselves, uh, thereby freeing up the legal folks. And then uh, finally, is there an opportunity to just increase the use of contract resources? Um, I mean, by that, I mean interim or on-demand uh, legal services so that we that the uh, headcount can actually uh, be shored up to match the, the standard uh, business demand. Oh, that's certainly a lot of food for thought, Katie. Thanks. Thanks so much for your time today.